Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Rossi. With me this week are my fantastic co-hosts, Joe Perez and Liz Harper. And none of us are going to sing Don't Stop Believing. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. You you put that in my head, man. I was like so hard. I was like biting my teeth, going biting my tongue, going, don't <laughs> sing it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's, the music, the musical in, episode will happen someday, just not today. Yeah, I'm going to break at one point. Then we're going to have to like you know figure out if we can get the rights to Don't Stop Believing. It's not going to be great. Uh, but it's been kind of a week, and there's stuff happening in, in the various games that Blizzard makes that we play. Uh, so we figured we could talk about those things, and then we could move on and maybe do some questions. Uh, the first one that I'm going to mention, because I saw it and it made me sad, uh, Blizzard's officially closing Seasons of Mastery Realms for WoW Classic this week. Uh, in fact, as we're recording this, they just started doing it. Um, the servers are going to, like, basically, you'll be able to see them. You will not be able to log on to them. And then, as soon as they get ready for it, you will be given an option to transfer your characters off of those servers, off of those Seasons Mastery servers, and you can either go to a Classic Era server where you'll be, like, locked at 60 forever, or you can go to a, a Wrath Classic server and level your character from 60 to 80 and play there if that's what you want to do um i i think all three of us like the concept of season of mastery i know liz we you and i have talked about being disappointed we haven't seen another one yet do you think this is a sign that we're we're not going to see another one or that they are in fact going to start another one soon what do you what do you think i i don't think that they aren't going to start another one i started saying that and then i realized that's a totally backwards way to say it <laughs> i still think we're going to get another season of mastery because I, the closing down the servers doesn't worry me because a season, just in general, you're going to have to start over. And because they put you on separate servers in the first place, it was never going to be a thing like a Diablo 2 season where it's like, oh, your characters now just roll over into being normal characters on the same servers and everything. This was always going to be like a separate thing put on its own little little realm so i think yeah you're right this could be a sign that they're about to roll out a new season of mastery and get those servers going with a totally new thing well if it's not i want it to be one so i mean i, I i'll be up front i've wanted them to do the burning crusade season of mastery for a long time i think the, i brought it up the last time they had a blizzcon no i can't be right god time is just <laughs> pressing in my brain that was four years ago i whenever really yeah been a really long time since we had this in a mastery yeah but it hasn't i don't think I it's mean, been four years like they're yeah i don't think it has either like yeah. they're closing down the realms today but they stopped rolling out seasons of mastery content a long long yeah. time ago. i want to say 2022 but it might be earlier it's than that. been a while yeah you're right I, I honestly and the problem is of course that we're all living in that world where time is no longer may, means the same thing anymore mm -hmm. so we're all kind of like i don't know it was in the past uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that we will get a Burning Crusade uh, Seasons of Mastery just because I'd love to see them add in new little wrinkles to the to the raids from, from BC. Some of my favorite raids are in BC to this day. Um, to this day, I still think that, that Karazhan was a really, it was a real achievement as a raid. Um, I didn't think much of Gruul's Lair. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It does what it's supposed to do, there's, but... There's you know. not much there. There's yeah. not much to think of. There's two encounters, and one of them is a is a weird council fight, which I'm sure warlocks and mages loved because they got the tank. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, you know, Magtheridon's lair, Gruul's lair, not not a lot to talk about there. But but Karazhan was actually surprisingly well done, in my opinion. Even if it did murder a lot of guilds, uh, because they had to 
squeezed their roster down to 10 people and then had to balloon it back up to 25 to do the other stuff. And it was just, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and of course, uh, Sunwell itself, amazing raid, uh, black temple, really great raid. Uh, I'd even say that the, the, the big two of, uh, the intermediate part, um, the, uh, the, the Kael'thas fight, uh, in particular, and the Lady Vosh fight in Serpent Shrine. Those are both really good. Um, I thought that those were really good raids. So yeah, I'd love to see what they do with that in a season of mastery. Um, I mean, what else are you going to do? Just another, like, like another one to 60. That doesn't feel right to me. Like it would be like, okay, we're going to do that again. That that's, that's not really the most interesting choice we could have made, but then again, who knows? I don't know. Uh, Joe, what would you want to see if you were get to see a season of mastery or do you, do you not have any ideas? I mean, I don't have any off the top of my head because I wasn't really thinking in that direction. Uh, but I do like the concept of more season of masteries. Like I, I don't know where I would go with it, but I know that it's something I want more of. I don't know if that makes sense. It sounds like a cop out, but it's not meant. <laughs> it's just that yeah, like I... it's a it's a good thing. It's something that is good. It's just you know. Yeah, I can I can relate. Uh, but that's happening, so that's sad. Uh, I had written in our email that I send out to the group. I, I I'm going to read this exactly to you as I typed it. Last update to the 10.0.7 PTR was last week while we were recording. So we're almost certain to get one today with, while recording. And Liz emailed back going, oh, you're about you were just about right. <laughs> because they just dropped one literally as we were getting ready to start recording this. So, yeah, I'm going to say at this point, Joe and I looked it over uh, and, so, and saw that it, there wasn't much for shamans. There's nothing for warriors. So, Liz, um, how about them paladins? Because that's a lot of stuff for um... paladins. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. They're really totally ripping apart the retribution tree and putting it back together with, um, you know, they kind of seem to be aiming to make things feel more impactful. So fewer talents that are just like, oh, add more stuff to the, like retribution was a pile of talents that added a little buff to this ability, a little buff to that ability. And it was just, it was, and you know, nothing felt really impactful until you piled like five talents on top of it. So they're trying to make skills have more of an impact. They're trying to make it a little less button heavy because uh, paladins in general, we, we have a lot of buttons and you don't use them a lot. Not all of them. And uh, they're trying to make paladins a little less squishy, particularly retribution. It is shocking how squishy retribution paladins are. If you have not played one yourself, you may not realize this, but they are perhaps the most fragile class in the game if you have a retribution paladin and a mage standing next to each other taking the same amount of damage i don't know which one would die first you would think it's the squishy little mage but retribution paladins their plate armor not very protective so they're adding a lot of things like building in some healing to baseline abilities they added one talent that i think is really good that Flash of Light, which is a heal that costs mana, will be instant cast, but have a six-second cooldown. So that will let us work it into just a DPS rotation. Oh, no, we're getting hurt. I can just throw this out there immediately without worrying about it. Whereas, typically, a Retribution Paladin, if you want to heal yourself, if you're in trouble, you want to heal yourself, you are going to use Word of Glory, which costs Holy Power, and you want to be spending Holy Power on hitting things in the face. 
it's kind of your whole thing is hitting things in the face with a giant hammer or a giant sword or a spear. You know, you can you can vary it up there, but it's it's all about hitting things in the face. So I am I am glad we're getting more survivability. I only play this off spec, but I'm still glad to get more survivability, uh, more healing, and just you know, I play I play rat when I'm out soloing, and uh, of my alts, my retribution paladin, who's almost eye level four hundred, dies more than my pathetic 350 warlock it's just it's it's weird how squishy paladins are uh one of the one of the biggest changes they're moving divine toll to the class tree from the uh it was previously in each spec tree so each spec is getting like a little rearranging a little tweaking but it's really retribution it's getting a complete overhaul here and uh i think it's good it's blizzard listening to feedback they've been getting and uh, coming in and making changes. Yeah, but they still left that weird ability where you push the button and you turn into like a Death Knight, the turn evil ability. That's just <laughs> odd. No, turn evil is not that. I just always like that, you know, it's like, <laughs> use turn evil. It's like, okay, I betray you. Now I'm on your side, Lords of Darkness. And, I turned and evil. turn evil is, is another one of those abilities that it's so situational. You have to spend a talent point on it, but it's like, how often am I going to use this? And at least it's easy to change out talents whenever you want now, but it's it's just paladins just have so many abilities that are situationally useful. So you wind up with all of this button bloat of things you may press like once a week, maybe. And uh, yeah, but all all of this is looking good, right? Yeah, I, I will say looking... to see. Hmm. Go, ahead. Uh, I'm, go ahead. I'm curious to see how they iterate. And I also wish these talents were here right now so I could be using them while progressing through Vault of the Incarnates. Mm, yeah. I, d I do think it's interesting to look at this because Holy Holy gets a few changes. Protection gets about mm -hmm. twice as many changes as Holy. And Retribution gets more than twice as many changes as Holy and uh, Protection put together. Like if you put them together and then you double it, that's still <laughs> not as many changes as, as Ret gets. Um, oh, they're totally, they're totally redid. This is a full redesign, really. They're Warlocks actually tearing the talent tree apart. You mentioned Warlocks earlier. I will point out that they got a lot of changes in this most recent one. There's a lot going on. I haven't even Warlocks. scrolled. I haven't yeah. even scrolled down to Warlocks. Warlocks it's not is as, kind of my primary alt right now, but it's not as much as the Pally, but it's a big chunk of change. Um, whole bunch of stuff that is just straight up damage increases. Uh, then there's the Affliction. Of both affliction and demonology get a lot of changes. Destruction got two. Uh, destruction got mm. burned to ashes, now stacks up to six times, and mayhem is now tracked uh, up under the personal resource bar. So it not you know not like the other two. The other two are both getting pretty major changes. Uh, I guess destruction is felt to be in a good place based on the fact that it's not getting much. Uh, Shaman Joe, it was the one who told me this was not really a big change. There is. Uh, a good change, in my opinion, Earth Shield is no longer removed any time the Shaman or the Shaman's target changes talents. Yeah, that's that's been a long-standing thing, so, like, that's good. Yeah. But it's not a major deal, I understand. No, yeah. But, yeah, it, it is a fair amount of change. There's, there's a, this, this PTR is going pretty fast, uh, which I think is probably because this PTR is going to be done by the middle of next month. Because I'm telling you, based on their own projections, what they said they wanted to do and when they wanted to do it, 10.0.7 is going to be coming to us around the end of March. It's going to be, because like, look at when we got 10.0.5. Uh, we got that in like, I think the last week of January, January 23rd or so. I don't remember exactly which day, but but near the end. 
And I think that that's going to be the case for 10.0.7. I think we're going to get to get it by the end of March. And then it will be the content for two months while we have a PTR testing 10.1. And then we'll get 10.1 uh, probably late May, early July. Uh, so if they're going to keep the schedule that they've been putting forth, that's almost required. They have to do it. Like, there's no way they can meet that schedule if they can't get patches out within two months. So Yeah, I mean, 12 months in a year, six patches planned. We're getting a patch every other month if they stick to the schedule, which is super ambitious. This is yes. so much content. Yeah, and we, we're, say we're saying that and right now all we're looking at are class changes. We haven't even gotten to, to see much of the, uh, the Forbidden Reach. That, but the Forbidden Reach is in this week. That's in the notes that they are absolutely putting it in. Uh, you get to play test it this week. So that's interesting. Uh, I, I may have to find a way to get over there and do that because I'm really curious to see what that, what that zone is like. What do we be doing there for two months? You know, while we're still raiding Vault of the Incarnates, what's up in the Forbidden Reach? So, uh, oh, skinning, skinning has a new anima, a new animation that that's new. Okay. I didn't really expect that, but whatever. It's just, uh, it's it's interesting to see them constantly like this, constantly mm -hmm. adjusting based on, you know. Yep, absolutely. Uh, okay, next thing we're going to mention, uh, because we, we just made Liz talk a bunch, so we're going to make Liz talk a bunch more. <laughs> Hearthstone's what? Return to Nexoramus dropped yesterday. Why why are you doing this to me, Matt? Well, I mean, um, come on, we do have to talk about it. Well, it dropped today, actually. It dropped on, oh. it's, a, it's a Valentine's Day present for all of us. Um... So this is a new mini set. Hearthstone is on a kind of a really uh, regimented schedule. We get a new expansion, and then we get a new battleground season, and then we get a mini set, and then we're going to get another new expansion after that. And it's just kind of, you, you sort of know, it's like boom, 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 boom. So this is not like a big surprise, a big unexpected thing, but uh, I really like the mini sets. It is uh, 72 cards, and you just you just pay for those cards, and you get all the cards. So you don't get all the nonsense with the collectible card game. It's just like you get all of these cards. And you can pay for it with in-game currency, 2,000 gold, which is actually not that much gold if you're actively playing the game. Even if you don't play Constructed, even if you play Battlegrounds or other modes, it's, it's not too hard to get that 2,000 gold and not have to pay any real-world money. Of course, there, you know, collectible card games also like to cash in, so there's also a version where you can get where every card is golden, which is just fancy golden cards, for $70 or 10,000 gold. That's that's too rich for my blood. That's a lot. Uh, but generally, I like mini sets. They're kind of in the middle of an expansion. They shake things up a little. Uh, and, Don't they uh, harken yeah, back to one of the previous expansions? Yes, this one is, in fact, uh, Return to Naxxramas. So it is all, you know, we're in a Lich King-themed King expansion. We've got the Death Knight class in. So this one is following along that theme with a, a Naxxramas theme. And in the World Warcraft universe, we've now been to Naxxramas a whole bunch of times. It's We keep going back there. Uh, but no, it fits, it fits into this expansion neatly, uh, and it helps kind of flesh out the Death Knight a little more, which since they're a brand new class, they only have so many cards to choose from, but it gives them some more, it gives everyone some more cards. Uh, I think in general, it's a, a good thing. And there's actually one thing in here that I did not realize was going live today until it went live, and I logged into the game, and I'm like, wait a second, uh, Terran Gorefiend is coming to Hearthstone Battlegrounds, 
I did play a match after the patch went live, but I did not see him. So I'm I'm curious how he's going to uh, how he's going to work out. He he has an ability called Rapid Reanimation for zero gold. Choose a friendly minion at the start of combat, destroy it, and then once you have the space on your on your board, it will resummon an exact copy. Uh, that's going to be really good for death rattle composition. You may be able to get some real good stuff out of that. That's going to be interesting. All right, cool. Uh, now we can talk about something that is not uh, going to make Liz be the only one who talks. Yeah, basically, please do. Uh, with the uh, Love is in the Air is this week, I guess, because it's Valentine's Day as we're recording. Love started last week, actually, but it's going right now. And today, as a, as a little nod to the holiday, and also because they were going to do it sooner or later anyway, uh, Blizzard has removed your Valor and Conquest caps uh, if you're playing Dragonflight right now. Uh, before, like there was a cap of how much you could accomplish in a week, which kept raising every week. Uh, so like if you'd earned 3,000 and that meant you couldn't earn any more, next week the cap would go up by like 750 and you could earn 750 more. That's gone. Now you can just earn as much Valor or Conquest as you want. The only limitation is how many Mythic Dungeons, or Mythic Plus Dungeons, and Slash or uh you know, rated PVP, can you stand? Like, will you will you come on and play every day until you are heartily sick of the very sight of, of the game? Or will you control yourself? It's now up to you, people. Um, I, I am personally of the opinion that this is probably a good change because it means that, like, groups wanting to run Mythics for Valor can don't have to stop just because, oh, well, I've capped, um, which has happened a few times in groups I was in. Uh, what do you what do you guys think? We'll start with Joe because I've made Liz talk a lot so far. I don't know that there's much to add. <laughs> like the, the the problem is like this is pretty straightforward. Like it's a good thing, right? Like it, everything in here is good. Um, but I don't really know that there's much more flavor or context to add to this particular item. Sorry, Liz. <laughs> Try. <laughs> it, it seems like a good time to do this because uh, it lets people coming into the game late. People run a lot of mythic. Plus, to come in and catch up and get their gear upgraded, even if they have not been, you know, getting up to the Valor Cap. Which, as someone who has not been getting up to the Valor Cap every week, uh, yeah, I think this is real good for me. And probably yeah. a lot of players who haven't, who haven't put a lot of time in yet. Yeah, because that way you don't have to worry about the people that are carrying you, like like I'm getting carried every time <laughs> I go. Uh, suddenly, oh, well, I'm full, I gotta go. And like, ah! Like, last week I didn't get my four Mythics, so I didn't get my extra loot heroic. Uh, I got my four mythics by running two mythic dungeons in like 45 minutes before raid started. So uh, I got into raid and I was already a little because I'd been chain running mythics. And uh, yeah, yeah. But I got it done and then I got like the worst possible. Yeah, well, that's shoved it in the bank. Yeah. Shoved it in the bank just in case maybe maybe there will be some situation where I'll want to use it. But I don't think so. Well, since Joe managed to sneak out of reading of talking about anything there, and he's probably going to do fine on this one, uh, Diablo 3 Season 27 is is over. It's ending. Um, that means that Season 28 is coming. Uh, we have not had a confirmed date for it yet. Uh, my theory is it's going to be by the 24th of, Mar- of, of February. That's my theory. Um, but I can't prove that, and who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, but at any rate, it is coming, and it could be the last season Diablo 3 gets. I, I want to chime in here and say uh, the season is ending on February 19th, specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, good point. Uh, so yeah, it's ending on February 19th, and it is my opinion that it will, it will then get 
uh, the next season within five days of that on the 24th. Because usually they do either 12 days or five days. Because uh, it ends on a Sunday and then the new season starts on a Friday. So usually either it's 12 days because it's five days and then the next seven days. Or it's five days just Sunday to Friday. My, my belief is it will be Sunday to Friday, one week, uh, five days, sub, uh, February 24th. That is my theory. We will see what happens. They have made no announcement. They have made, said nothing about this. We, we are going purely on what they've done before and how seasons usually. That being said, though, the fact that this might be it for seasons and that it will be exactly 14 seasons from the first themed season, because the first themed season was season 14. Uh, that's the one with the treasure goblins, guys. Or as I like to call it, <laughs> you know, treasure goblin. So I don't know. I am I am of a lot of feelings about this, but... We know that Diablo 4 is coming within, at this point, four months. It's June, right? June 6th. Yeah. So it feels like, you know, it feels like season 28 will just be getting towards its end by the time that mm-hmm. Diablo 4 comes out. I don't know what they're going to do. Probably intentional. Yeah, it feels it feels almost exactly that season 20, 28 would be ending as Diablo 4 is launching. Yeah, and it feels... V- kind of like do you do another season after that you know what well, i mean this, this like, comes back this comes back to the question that i think i asked was it last week or the week before like diablo 2 remastered is its own unique thing diablo 4 is kind of like the child of both diablo 2 and diablo 3 but when it comes out do you still need diablo 3 like and i'm, I'm not saying that i wanted to go away or anything i want to be this perfectly clear for those listening at home i love the i like I like Diablo 3 a lot. I think that the seasons were always great. But do you continue to develop for three games at that point? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to put the resources in. Versus... The team the team working on Diablo 2, it also should be mentioned, is a completely separate team. Completely separate. Like, the company that became that team was an independent company that was merged into Blizzard for Vic- the express purposes of doing this. Vicarious Visions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they their previous stuff is all ports. And this is really kind of like a port. It's like a remastered port of, of Diablo 2 because it was ported to consoles at the same time that it was updated on PC. And it's it it isn't costing the team the same kind of resources that it would be to do a Diablo 3 season indefinitely. Well, you've also got Diablo 4 in development. Right. Or uh, do you or do you find a way to I don't want to say maintenance mode it? But like seasons in general, like do you do just remixes? Do you do where certain elements get jumbled together for as long as you can, trying to make as unique or or different experiences? Like, um, best example I could give or comparison would be like, do you make it like almost like mythic affixes for for keys, where like you know your Diablo season starts up and it has like these three archetypes or whatever. Uh, and then the next season, it's three different archetypes that are that are all scrambled together. Like, do you, how do you try to find a way to keep that going at least a little bit to satisfy the players that maybe don't want to jump to Diablo Four? Because there are going to be those that don't want to jump to Diablo Four, the same way that there were those that didn't jump from Diablo Two to Diablo Three, right? And then there are people like me who are probably going to try to play them both. Yeah, I mean, die. I will die. Oh God, I'm going to die. I will sing a beautiful song at your funeral. Um. But it, it's it's an interesting question, and so I'm really curious to see how that's going to shake out. But I don't think that there's a, I don't think it's a mistake that the season starting and ending will probably time it so that it it's ends just as Diablo Four is releasing. Yeah, you're you're probably right, uh, Liz. Any thoughts on this? I think 
it'd be cool if they kept up with seasons, but maybe did them less regularly. Maybe do one every six months and just kind of roll out a little something new that uh, toss out there and people can play with kind of maybe between Diablo uh, 4's own seasonal content. Just, yeah. uh, you know, keep it spicy. I mean, my personal feeling is that you could get a lot of mileage out of just taking the greatest hits of each season and like picking a couple. Mm -hmm. Like if if you wanted to, you could say like, let's do that, that triune thing again. But at the same time, we'll do the, the, the you know, the divine weapons deal, the, the ethereal weapons and treasure goblins. Right, you're gonna just say and treasure goblins at every season, aren't you? Yes, and treasure each, goblins <laughs> should always be and treasure goblins. Season, each season adds one more treasure goblin, yes. so it's like the the next season would have two, and then the season after that would have three, and then four, and just until it's all treasure goblins all the time. Instead of one treasure goblin spawning, fourteen treasure didn't goblins spawn. Did we, spawned, did it, did we literally have that where it was all different types of goblins all the time? Wasn't that a season at one point? Like I distinctly Not remember quite. this. No, not quite, but it was, uh, they, they did bring the, the treasure goblins they back. Agree? They did, like, you could get different types. Like, you could get uh, the one that's a butterfly collector and has various, you know, non-combat pets. There was the one that takes you to the realm of greed directly, so you don't have to, like, you know, sacrifice a ring to the, the box. There was the, the one that, you know, just drops slimes, and it's really hard to kill because the slimes recombine. It's like, oh my god, these slimes... Uh, but yeah, there, there have been a lot of different treasure goblins over the years, and I want more, always more. Dress drop more stuff, always. But with the last few seasons, like we've seen a season where they introduced an entirely new mechanic. And by I say in, entirely new, I mean literally a new kind of gameplay uh, with the the Eternal Nightmares uh, season. Then they've this current season is just bonkers. It's like you know you're going on a treasure hunt for all sorts of weird stuff to feed to this altar. Uh, and a lot of it is, is like going to be pretty easy to get, but some of it's going to be like the staff of hurting where you're like, I cannot believe you're making me sacrifice the staff of hurting. <laughs> so, or, you know, get ready to run that frost, you know, the ice hall caves. No, that's the wrong cave. You want the cave of cavern of frost. Oh no. So yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on with this season. So who knows? Maybe they're planning on this, not just being the last season, but literally just being the forever season. Like maybe this will be what happens every like, okay, season 29, it's this again. Season thirty, still this. Yeah, no, it's going to be this. This is going to be what you get every season. From yeah, it's on. it's going to be a real interesting ride in a, in a few months. Like, yeah. we're we are literally just under four months away from finding out how that shakes out. Yep. Uh, unless they, you know, take pity on us and do one of those things where they suddenly release a long post explaining everything, which I would not be opposed to. Blizzard, yeah, if you're go listening, for go for it, please. Just give us something. We do this every Tuesday. You can you can ambush us every Tuesday. You, you know that. You try you to. Do it. You absolutely try to. Just do it. Do it in a way we want. <laughs> yeah, for once. But uh, there's that. Um, I will also point out that Diablo 2's uh, patch 2.6 and latter season 3 are, are starting on the 16th as well. Uh, that That's happening at the same time that all this kerfuffle is going on. Uh then Liz actually wrote on here that we're going to get the IGN Fan Fest in uh, February with the, on the 17th and 18th. Um, I yeah. can't read this right now. My eyes are, are doing a bad. But um, that might have Diablo 4 news or even a beta because, I mean, again, the game is four months away and we have yet to see a beta. Yeah, so. there, there has been buzz that there may be a beta release date, a start date uh, announced at the IGN. We know they're going to be. It's got to be soon. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. We're it so has close. to be. It has to happen. So yeah, there's there's still stuff going on. Um, we've talked about 
the Hearthstone uh, Return to the Next Ramas miniset. So I think we've pretty much covered everything, uh, which means we actually switch to your questions, and we do so with half an hour left to show. So maybe we'll even answer a few. Woo! Let's well, see How what happens. How did that happen? But uh, if you have a question for the show, um, you can go to our to our Discord server. We have two channels for people to answer questions there. Uh, one is the Patron Q and Podcast Questions channel for patrons because you guys, um, I mean, literally you pay us. That that's how we get to keep doing this and and still have food and places to live. So you know, we like to thank you guys by taking your questions first. It is it is the honorable thing to do, Loctar. Uh Or you can go to our Q and podcast questions channel um, because you know whilst we you know we we understand that not everybody can be a patron we do still appreciate you guys and and you're spreading the word about our podcast and our content and everything that's really great so you can always ask questions there and we will we absolutely do look there uh, today I in fact grabbed a question from that or if you'd rather use email because like me you are a primitive luddite and you don't understand this newfangled discord wasn't it team speak it's just like <laughs> team speak isn't it i don't get it uh if you're like that um you can use email you can send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com mm -hmm. with the subject line podcast or blizzard watch so we know it's for this show and not say lore watch or tavern watch or our new podcast yes we're in your house right now watching you and talking about you uh, I haven't gotten Joe and, and Liz on board on that one yet, but I'm positive we can You've get been going. doing this for years, Matt. Like, I have found the cameras, man. I know what's going on. Anyway, uh, I'm going to just say because I made Liz talk so much. Joe, if you don't mind reading the first one. I am trying to scroll down to it real quick. All right. This one comes from Corey. Of course this comes from Corey. Who would you most want to spend a nice Valentine's date with from the Blizzard universes? Uh, I mean, Bolvar seems like he needs a, like a friend, like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, like he's, he's, he's had a really rough several years. Uh, you know, he, he died and then didn't die and then got tortured by the Lich King, then became the Lich King, then, you know, raised a bunch of his friends from the dead to serve him as he was the Lich King, uh, made you do a whole bunch of weird stuff that he knew that you wouldn't want to do, but had to be done and couldn't really tell anybody about it, gave up his daughter, uh, now has to deal with having his daughter back in his life. And, like, I think he, like, it doesn't have to be a romantic date. I just want to, like, hand him a cold, frosty beverage of his choice and just be like, it's okay, man. Like, like I get it. Let's okay. Let's let's just go eat like steak or something and just talk. Like let's just talk our feelings out. It's you fine, Joe. Talia keeps saying you should get yourself out there, Dad. My face is on fire, Talia. <laughs> I can't just walk into a tavern and go, "Oh hi, I'm Bolvar, Bolvar Four Dragon. Nice to meet you, ma'am. I brought you these flowers. They did wither into dust because I am an undead monstrosity. Uh, but uh, you know, mother, you know, how are you? Oh, 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 it's you, Jaina. This is awkward. <laughs> I guess I'll go. Could you, could you, you know what? That's one thing that I'm really, okay, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna hijack this real quick. Blizzard, give us like a, a scenario or like a, a, an offhanded thing where it's like a speed dating sim in game. Come on. It's there. I want to have like the awkward, like the Tuscar that like randomly gets paired up with Jaina and has to explain why he likes fish so much or, or whatever. Like, let's go for it. Oh, let's, no, you really don't just, have let's to just explain go, that. Let's I understand. Just, let's just go full send. Like, I, I, I want, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I like dating sims, uh, including the fact that I'm buying the new Monster Prom that's being released, I think, as of today. Um, like, I think they're great, and I want to see WoW stuff with that at, at some point, too. WoW, make a dating sim. Dang it. <laughs> All right. Oh, your turn to answer. Liz, you, uh, you got to follow that up. Blizzard. 
Blizzard did release a dating sim mini game for Overwatch for Valentine's Day, featuring Mercy and Genji, I believe. I think I've got that right. Uh, so it's out there. It's just make one for Warcraft, you cowards. Do the thing. <laughs> Let Caligos find love. <laughs> one that isn't going to turn into a demon or is a holographic projection or is secretly the Sunwell in human form. Give him something. Yeah, um, the thing about Caligos is he just picks, he has a type and it's ultimately I cannot be with them. That is <laughs> really, his type. It really is. He just it's, straight up picks, you know, and not who's in the, the most and not unreachable. In the, and not in the weird compatible way. It's like, no, we are physically incapable of being together in any capacity because eventually you're just going to turn into a font of power. <laughs> or, you know, you've been dead for a few years, but, you know, you're still you're still here as in a holographic form. And I think or, I think some of your essence is being carried around by that adventurer just, just helped us out. I think it's still in their bags, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I do, in fact, have a few trinkets for you. Or, or, you know, in the case of Jaina, I found the person with so many issues that even a dragon can't untangle them. <laughs> like, like I'm long-lived, Jaina, and I don't have enough time to, like, unpack all of this. I am very, very sorry, or I'm happy for you. I don't know which. I gotta go. Like, well, yeah. But seriously, at some point, I honestly feel like Jaina got done talking about the various things she's been through, and Caligos was like, well, and that she's a, up. And she's that, another that, one. She, she just deserves a friend. She just deserves to hang out with, like, Talia on Valentine's Day complaining about the men in their lives and just, like, blowing something up or turning things into sheep. She's had it rough, too. Let's give Jaina some love. Yeah, but Liz, who, is there anybody you would want to take out on a date? I I, I think it's just dangerous to date any of the main characters in World of Warcraft because <laughs> you might want things the just realm. happen when you're near them. It's just <laughs> nothing good will come of this. You know, you're like at best, you know, you're going to go out with Cadgar and the restaurant is going to catch on fire while you're there and you wind up running from a swarm of her hungry murlocs who are going there for dinner and, you know, it's just not going to be good. There's no situation where dating any of these people is a good idea. It's going to be bad for your health. I guarantee it. Uh, but yeah, do make friends with them because everyone's got it rough. This is not a good, happy world. Though it's a Dragon Isles. We've got we've got some moments. Caligos learned to eat soup. So that was a thing that happened. And uh, you know, let's do more of that. In his let's, defense, let's I don't think he learned to happen. eat it. He just he just learned that he could eat it with friends. I don't he, think it was he, like, what is this bowl of stuff? To Tuscar Tuscar have, have given him the appreciation of community soup. Yes. Mm, yeah. As they've taken it away from me. I mean I I am very I, angry I at you, no Tuscar. One has ever... <laughs> I I suspect prior to this, no one had actually, you know gone to Caligos and said, you really look like you need a bowl of soup. Come here. Let's have some soup. Yeah, he just yes, he blue-haired emo boy. You can just sit down and we'll we'll try to fix He just needed he just needed a vaguely European grandmother to sit him down and like put some warm food in front of him, wrap him in a blanket and just, you know, tell him that he's had a, you know, that he's a good boy and like pinch his cheeks and tell him he's not alone and like watch Jeopardy with him or something. Like he just needs a friend. <laughs> Yeah, and also he needs to stop making goo-goo eyes on his dead grandma. I'm not sure what, what, what yeah. her relationship is to him, but regardless, it's weird. She's the Dragonflight uh, Cortana. That's what she is. Yeah. Yes, but she's the Dragonflight Cortana in the form of the Dragonflight Matriarch. So it's it's just weird. Anyway, <laughs> to, to answer this question, Chandra's Featherman. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm like literally playing my night elf. My night elf has stated repeatedly that she considers everything she and Chandris did in, in Battle for Azeroth dates. Like this is a date, right? We're on a date right now. That we're killing all these people in the desert. Yeah, right. As a date, right? So when when that didn't happen, she was actually very upset. And then her backup character, Thalissa, joined the horde. It's like, oh, great. Well, th- thank you, thank you for burning down my tree. Yeah, that that's the last time I help you. So yeah, it's it's been rough for my character, quite frankly. I worry about her more than I do these these other people. They they can handle their own stuff. Look at what happened. We took a break, like we took a, a couple years break from adventuring, and immediately Lorthamar got himself married. Like all he needed was for like a couple years of things not blowing up constantly, and he could become smooth daddy again. And he did. He smooth daddied it up. Uh, although really, he basically smooth daddied it up passively because the, the actual smooth let's, daddy was let's, Ballistra. I was gonna say, let's be honest. She was absolutely the the uh, the hunter of that relationship. Yes, in a good uh, way. Yes. She was the settler. He was the reacher. Anyway, so that the, the, basically what I'm saying is instead of us going to Azeroth and going on dates with those people, we should literally just leave them alone as much as we can. <laughs> what just if, don't be there. Don't show up. Because when you're not there, they start finding relationships. What I'm hearing is instead of starting a dating service, we should start a group therapy session. Uh, Maybe. But at the same time, there are certain characters I really don't think should be there. Like, I, I don't I don't think that. Therapy is what Rathion needs. I'm not entirely sure what it is he needs. It definitely is something, oh but I have but no idea what. I think it's definitely worked for Lily, Lillian Voss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Lillian Voss in a healthy way is even worse than when she was completely, you know, bug nuts. Uh, she's 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 terrifying. I'm nothing wrong with her as a character. I actually like Lillian Voss quite a bit. I love her. But I, I definitely would not date her. No. Like, oh, my God, no. No. Um. I'm going to end up so hurting. And I'm not, not going to say I'm going to end up dead because let's face it, that wouldn't be the end for that. Uh, you, you end up dead, but then you're, you're still around Lillian. And now she's, you know, hey, we're going to go do this incredibly convoluted plan that you won't understand until two expansions from now. Oh, good. I'm sure this will this will end well for me. Uh, but yeah, that's that's me. I, you know, Chandra's for the moon. Again, she, she probably just needs a friend. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably, yeah, I would hang out with her. We could talk about how she got, you know, Totally didn't get to, to shoot uh, Sylvanas, and that that's not fair. Uh, but regardless, that's my answer. So I think we should move on to the next one. Um, I'm just going to... I'll read it, you know, if you add, don't want to. No, I'm, I just want to add that whoever gets in a relationship, whoever gets married next, I want to go to the wedding. Yeah, I want to be able to go to the this, wedding. Give yes. me this joy. Yeah, invite me to the wedding. Quite frankly, I feel like they should do something like a flashback where you do go to the wedding. Like just straight I'm, up, maybe, I'm there for it. Maybe we we want to find out why Kurog, uh, you know, Grim Totem was there. Let's like, why did he go to the wedding? What was he really up to? Why was he there? I mean, we know he was there. To I egg still on don't understand that. He yeah. was there to egg on Rathion. Yeah, yeah no. but that, that egging on Rathion felt like just that was just something he did while he was there. But he was there for something it's, else. You would think so, and not just like a token appearance because hey, he's showing up the next raid, so he's got to be in this short story we're putting out. Um, but yeah, egging on Rathion isn't like a challenging endeavor, you know. Yeah, frankly, he's you know, easy yeah. to rile up. Yeah, he basically riles himself up half the time. You don't really have to do anything. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree that we should have, if they were going to do the big wedding, that that was a misstep. Not not having that be a quest chain of some sort. Maybe it could have been the pre-expansion quest chain. Quite frankly, uh, I don't know, but something. I would have been. I would have been so into that. 
But now I'm going to, I'll actually read this one because why not? Um, this one's from Tetsemi. Question for the Q, uh, WRUP slash Blizzard, Blizzard Watch podcast. If you're actively playing WoW, how far along are you on the four renowns of Dragonflight? And are you happy with your progress and the rewards so far? Um, since I read that, I'll just answer it. I'm fairly well along on, on Veldraken. I think I'm like 23 or 22. Um, I started, a, I remember this is, this is a character that was originally an alt. Um, I started with a different character and leveled that one to 71st and then leveled this one to 70. So I'm a little wonky that way. But yeah, I, I think I'm like 22, 23 with Valdraken. With I'm like 12 or 13 with the Centaur because the Centaur, you just get a ton of rep just from doing their zone. And then you get a ton of rep just from the, the token yeah. turn-ins too because they, they just give them yeah. to you like crazy. So I, I, I haven't, I'm not as far along as I could be, but I'm as, as far along as I am just because of that. Like I didn't do half of anything to get there. I think my dragon scale expedition rep is like at a four or a five. I just, I have not bothered with them at all. Uh, and, um, right. The fourth one's the Tuscar. Um, yeah, uh, that just shows you how little I've done with the Tuscar. I had to sit here and go, what is the fourth one? I know it's the Tuscar, isn't it? Yeah, it must be. I can't remember what they're called. The, the star with the stack. I don't know. I, I don't care about Tuscar. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love them. I just, when you already look like that, it's not cool new thing it's just oh look it's me it's me in in wow form great i hate I listen, I representation matters and i feel seen yeah i just don't like them i'm sorry i don't hate them i got nothing against them it's just you know you're telling me i have this this whole faction over here that's going to have big story quests that reveal new hidden secrets and then we have walruses soup soup is important mm. matt we just talked yeah, about this. Right. We literally just covered how important soup is we covered how important it is to caligos i don't date fonts of power <laughs> Oh, love it. Either you want to actually answer his question, though? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not super far. Like, I'm actually behind, um, which is something that I was going to talk about and surprised we didn't have as a topic today. Didn't Blizzard just say they're not going to do a Renown catch-up anytime soon? I don't recall that. All right, I might be I might but be. They haven't missing. announced any Renown catch-ups. Because usually, usually around this part of the expansion where we're starting to look at the end of a tier... And looking into the next content update, usually we start to hear news uh, about like you know what catching mechanics or things like that. And while the renown requirements aren't excessive, um, it is fairly easy to fall behind if like you miss a week or or whatever the case is. Or um, Matt talked earlier about how he missed his weekly for the dungeon stuff, but you can also miss your weekly for the rep stuff uh, if you have something going on. Uh, he says as he missed last week's because he had stuff going on. Um, it's interesting. So, like, I'm not as far along as I want to be, uh, but I also, like, the rewards are not... I don't feel like I'm missing out on too terribly much aside from the story quests that are gated behind the reputation, which is interesting that they put so much of the story behind Renown. But, yeah. Liz, I don't... How are you doing on Renown? Um. I'm not as far. I know. I know. We have a lot of people in guild who are like, "Yeah, I'm done with that. I don't have any reason to do any of this stuff anymore." And uh, the only reputation thing I've finished so far is Rathian and Sibelian, and I'm never helping either of those jerks ever again until they give me some more rewards for it. Then I might consider it. Uh, I mean, I'm in the low twenties for most factions, except the Centaur, who I just I'm like in the mid teens on. I don't know why they're so far behind, and. 
I seem to get Tuscar renown without even trying. It just like shows up. I like turn around and I've gotten another level of Tuscar renown. Uh, I think my dragon scale expedition is my highest one. It's almost 24, which means I'm almost going to uh, unlock that last story crap. I kind of like uh, having some story locked behind renown because it it makes it feel like progress, like you're going through this thing and you're learning new things as you go and you're doing this and you're doing that. And, you know, as you get up there, it unlocks new things. It kind of spreads out the story. I've actually kind of, I kind of like the way they did that, but it feels like maybe it should have been a little lower in uh, Renown. Uh, it wasn't locked so late because 24 is, uh, that's a pretty high number. Yes, I agree that it is a high number. <laughs> I, like I said, I have... I haven't even looked at Dragon Scale. Uh, for me, it's basically all Valdragon. Everything I do is Valdragon. If there's ever an option, oh. I pick Valdragon. And let's not forget that the uh, the of the rep with the the rep with Rathion and Sibelian too. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's just mention that. Man. Yeah. Uh, I but that I got Rathion maxed already, and I'm like within a couple of days. I think today, if I did the thing today, I won't. I won't do it till like later this week. But if, if I did it today, I would be it. Like completed with Sibelian as well which is weird because you feel like they couldn't both like you like they're both like yes you're my true friend it's like um you did notice i was doing stuff for him too right i mean not to put too fine a point on it but i'm a horrible friend <laughs> you shouldn't trust me at all and i feel weird saying that to you guys because wow <laughs> telling you that you shouldn't trust me is is feels feels wrong it feels bad it feels like walking into a room of cannibals and saying oh you guys are going to get eaten and i mean that and that i'm going to kill you and eat you it's ironic huh yeah it's just the fact that i feel deceitful when i'm dealing with these two is just strange to me but regardless yeah i i i didn't even know there was like a special mount you could get like you think i would have known that i was really up on the transmog stuff you could get and and i have it uh but i i didn't really they were like i could buy like i they have like rathion has sunglasses just there they cost like a lot of resources and they don't tell you anything about them like you're like what are these for like they must be for something because they're not like gray all right i'm picking those up i'm sure they come in oh they you buy them out with them okay so yeah i think in general uh i'm okay with how it's been the rewards though i will say this i have gotten gear that's better than everything that these these uh you get from these guys way before I could even get the stuff you get from these guys. Yeah. Like, you know, even the Rathion necklace, by the time I was able to get it, I already had a better necklace. So I really feel like reputation rewards are really only there for people who are literally going to do nothing else. Like, I mean, I even got a better ring. Like, ooh, that, the, who are those guys? The 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 blue dudes out in Azure Span. Cobalt Court. Yeah. Those guys, I by the time I was even close to being able to get one of their rings, I already had rings from the new event they just put in. And then, of course, the next week I get a better ring anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it feels weird in terms of when you get the rewards and what rewards you get at what levels. Uh, it's, not, it's not really useful. By the time you, you're high enough rep to get like the various 389 purples, you'll probably already have better. Um, I mean, so that bugs me a bit. I... I do think it just sort of, it's, you know, different things for different people. You know, there are people out there who are just soloing, doing their own thing at their own pace, you know, maybe not doing a lot of raiding, maybe not doing a lot of mix or PVPing, just kind of chilling, enjoying the world and quests. And those are the sorts of people that having these this reputation gear is going to be more helpful for. The people who are doing yeah. less group content, they can still get gear that's comparable to what you're doing if you're raiding every week. 
So I, I think it's a good thing. It does not help me personally, but I think there are people that are going to find this gear useful. And I mean, it does help me personally that I can smog to it. So it's, I, I feel like it's a win all around, even if I don't need the gear. No, it must be good for me and me alone. No, you're right. I, I agree <laughs> with you. All right. So I think that answers Tetsemi's question, though. Uh, so we'll move on to this other question by Corey that I put Tetsemi's question in the middle of for no good reason. And that's probably very confusing for people. Uh, Liz, do you want to read this one? Okay, another one from our friend Corey, who uh, politely bombards us with questions when we're like, hey, we don't have any questions. Please give us something. Give us something to work with here. Uh, Corey asks, how do you feel about affixes for mythic keystones? Have they gotten too stale? Should there be one positive and one negative and one seasonal? Um, I do feel like there... I'm, I'm seeing a lot of unhappiness about keystones right now. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone is totally happy with the keystone system. Uh, I'm I'm okay with mythic affixes because I don't run high level mythics. I have don't I think the highest level I've run this season is like an eight maybe. I just it's just not my thing. I don't I don't uh, I I don't dig into doing like high mythics, so I don't have to deal with all of those affixes. I've been kind of thinking it would be it would be neat to have an affix that was like a huge crazy buff because it's fun to be ridiculously powerful and you know give us something that makes you ridiculously powerful in some unique way and just whenever that when that affix is there you know like adjust the timer to compensate for the fact that this makes you super hyper powerful and it just I think I think we need to shake it up there seems to have been a trend of making the affixes every season like harder and more difficult and more complicated. And it's just, it's kind of exhausting. I have Joe. a very Joe. complicated relationship with uh, mythic keys uh, as a resto shaman. But that said, I liked when they started adding uh, during mythic pluses, having those things that you could, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. They gave you temporary buffs for completing tasks, like killing a mini boss or something like that while going through the various dungeons, um, which also then helped you later on at the end because it added another complication um, like they did in, in Shadowlands, right? I thought it was a really cool idea, and it got me thinking back then that there should maybe be positive affixes for keys because that's the one thing we don't really have right now because generally everything you add onto a key right now is a negative, um, which I understand is sort of the point of it. It's supposed to make it harder and more challenging and more engaging, but maybe take a page out of the um, Torghast book, right? Look at what made Torghast runs kind of fun. Yes, there were things that made them complicated, but as you gained powers, it would change the way you played or approach things, and it made it fun for people. And in fact, it made it fun for like when you had a group of people that were doing a bunch of random different things. Um, yeah, it was really weird that I thought that they put that in the the cobalt, cobalt the cobalt assembly area. Like when you're grinding on those guys, you get those random myth powers. Like yep. Torghast, even uses the same UI. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this was a weird place to bring that back, man. But I would, I, but I mean, giving something with with keys like here's five negatives instead of four, but here's a positive that changes how you interact with it, or here's something that changes how you interact with the dungeon. Uh, I think makes it a little more interesting. So I'm kind of hoping they explore that space a little bit. I don't think that keys have necessarily gotten stale because it's a 
They you, change too. They change, but you almost want them to be stale. You want them to be known quantities if you're doing it competitively, because you can plan for sanguine, you can plan for uh, fortitude, you can plan for teaming and, and all these other and, and and the sanguine. Like you can plan for these affixes because you know what they do. And it does sort of change maybe how you approach packs and things like that in the dungeon. But at the same point, like for the people that aren't being super competitive, maybe adding something for the lower keys that maybe have a positive or something else associated with it that makes it more engaging. I think you'd probably see more people try the content. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think for myself, I was just looking at the key I got from the Grey Vault and it has tyrannical bolstering and volcanic on it. I'm like, so the boss is going to have like 15% extra health and every trash pack after the first mob dies, they're all going to get buffed to 15 extra health and damage. And they're going to be making volcanoes just appear randomly. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, I don't want to run any mythics this week. It's like, and I realized that none of them are, you know, that's, it's going to be bad no matter what you get, but tyrannical and bolstering as a combination is not, that's not something that I am anticipating with great delight. You know what I mean? And I can't imagine mm -hmm. anybody is because it's it's basically just this will take longer. You know what I mean? What I'm saying? It just oh, says, yeah. and you know, you're on a higher key level. That stuff is harder anyway. I, I just it doesn't. It's not. This is harder because you have to react quicker. This is harder because you have to understand the situation. You have to, or you have to actually use your interrupts. It's this is harder because it's going to take longer, and it could take even longer than that if the boss is near a mob who dies. Because he'll get bolstered. And it's like, oh my god. Uh, so yeah, the whole thing is just... It's not a combination that, that makes me feel like, yay, let's run a mythic. It's a combination that makes me feel like, yay. Let's... So I, I, I would be down for more variability. I'd be down for maybe the occasional positive affix. Or an affix that affects you and them. Mm -hmm. Like imagine if there was an, uh, like an affix where it's like, you know, everything has 15% less health. Everything. You do. Your pet does. That guy over there does. Now... You know, yes, you're, you know, you're like, yeah, we can kill him even faster, but you have to be careful because you'll take more damage. And imagine if they put that in with Volcanic. Now you're thinking, oh, I can survive that, but your health is lower than it normally is, and you don't survive it. Uh, there, there's there's interesting ways to play with around with what affixes do. I would like to see them take more of an effort to do that. But I mean, sometimes you get affixes that stack, and it's just like... It sounds exhausting. I don't even feel like doing this, which is kind of what you were saying. It's just yeah. they combine in ways that just don't sound fun. They sound like a horrible grind that you just don't want to do. I think it's the the idea that when they interact in a way that it's just like, oh, God, so now everyone's just going to take longer to kill. It's nothing interesting or creative. It's just more. Uh, and I think that that's mm -hmm. always going to be something that I feel a little bit like bolstering. Uh, tyrannical fortitude i don't those don't really appeal to me i think in a way that others like as much as i hate sanguine it's at least it's something it's an actual thing happening or bursting you know um you don't want to you want to avoid getting caught in the explosion so there's stuff you want to do you know um i, I just this is just me thinking like you know in, in general i'm just not like looking at like imagine if you got fortified tyrannical and bolstering in the same no thanks. The same dungeon, you know, it's uh, just like uh, as we yeah. say in guild. No thanks, I'm full. As it is, the, the the trash tends to be the hardest part of mythics. As it is, like I I find that generally speaking, when we die a lot, it's not because of the bosses; it's because of the trash pulls. Um, I've had one run where we did, like we had twenty deaths at one point just because bad stuff kept happening during the trash pulls, 
and it's not i think that was not life rules and it's it wasn't like it had nothing to do with like the fights being harder it just there was just more of it took longer for the ads to die so they kept getting to cast big things that hurt us you know what i mean like i just it didn't it's not like raging like raging is interesting uh because the the boss enemies the non-boss enemies start just doing more damage but you know it's going to be at 30 percent health so you can either a start bomb healing the tank or b kill that thing as fast as you can so it doesn't get to be in it very long there's things you can do but you, what, what do you do about tyrannical or bolstering or thundering uh you know just that's that's me that's that's i do feel like it would be nice if there was occasionally something else uh, like if the shrouding, you know, like the shrouded thing with an atherism would infiltrate and show up every so often and attack you, uh, it would be cool if that also worked for you. Like you, sometimes you were like, you could sneak by cause suddenly you all got shrouded and you could actually go around a trash pole if you were quick and used it properly. I don't know. That's just, that's just me. That's just what I think. But, uh, let me, go ahead. let me throw an idea out there. What if treasure goblins? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Instantaneously, you'd have me on board. 100%. (laughs) I mean, like, Mythic Plus is so much about taking these really precise routes and going, you know, to get your perfect percentage and dodging specific trash packs and grabbing specific trash packs. Like, what if there was something that tore you off of your route kind of in a random way? I don't know. That just sounds interesting and fun. And also, who doesn't love treasure goblins? They're just delightful. <laughs> They'd have to have some really good loot for some people, but regardless, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. I, I think I'm going to go with, with Roxy's question here, and then that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, I'm going to read it so you guys can answer it because I have no idea what she's talking about. Um, but question for the podcast: Your friend Roxy here with a Hearthstone meme question for you. What is Nax out asking for a friend who may or may not be Calgius? I have no idea. I, that was just. That was just what they uh, led the expansion announcement with today, is that Nax out! We're going back to Nax Ramas, so we're going to Nax out, I guess? I, I thought it was I, like, you know... the kids these days saying? I thought it was like a mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I had no idea. Then, yeah, they, they make the announcement, and then it's like, Nax out! And drop the mic and storm off. Ah. But I, I didn't yeah, know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not actually sure if it's like Nax out, like we're going out to Nax Ramos, or like Nax out is in like Nax Ramos is here. We're yeah, we're out. I don't know. I don't know. We're fresh I, out of Nax. I'm sorry, we don't have any more. It's all been released in the expansion. No more Nax at the it's, store. And and many previous expansions before this. Have you ever had Nax snacks? No, we're out. So we've never had them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, we read that question. And now I will do that thing where I look at Joe expectantly like my dog when she sees me eating something. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to do it with the enthusiastic voice of your dog because I don't think I can match Mariana's grace. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to our podcasts, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience thank you very much joe uh and thank you to liz for being here and serving as the 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 goat of today's show by talking for two questions in a row with a lot of stuff in them hearthstone Uh, hearthstone yeah uh but yeah and also thank you to all of you for being here with us as we do this podcast because without you um, i mean it's just us talking and we can do that without streaming it in fact i probably encouraged to, to have conversations without streaming them sometimes they're not that exciting uh but if you want to interact with us and, and help us do this podcast you can send a question 
to our email address, which is podcast at blizzardwatch.com, subject line podcast of Blizzard Watch, so we know it's for the show. Or you can go to our Discord. We've got two channels there, one for patrons, patron Q and podcast questions, and one for non-patrons, just Q and podcast questions. Uh, you can ask your questions there, and we will read them and answer them. Uh, thank you guys so much for everything you do to support us and spread the word. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. 